that's it. Everyone's always like, well, I'm not sure on this. And I'm like, trust me, you'd be sweet. Let me do the heavy lifting. That's all, uh, that's all part of the fun. All right, welcome back to another episode. Deafening you at the start of the episode there. Eh? I've got a bit of reverb. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Oh, and we're awake. <laughs> Everyone in the car's like, thank you very much. So as you've uh, ascertained, we're back with another episode. We're back with another talented guest as ever, your host, Alex Connor. And I'm joined today with Matthew Davidson. How are we, my friend? We are, I'm good. I'm very good. Yeah, yeah. thanks for uh, coming all the way up. It's I been, it's it. been, we've been trying to get this together for a while and and I'm finally here. Mate, sometimes, <laughs> as the maxing goes, better late than never. That's right. You That's know? right. And this is going to be a goodie, mate, so I appreciate you coming down. I am happy to be here. I've been looking forward to this. It's fine the time. It is. Yeah. It is. And it's like that these days, isn't it? With everything and when you're family, business, and, yeah. you know, I've got two young kids. It's just full on. You know, I, I need more hours in the day. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think oh, I don't have enough time. I'm going to get a rude awakening when I have a family, aren't I? Yeah, you are. Then I'm going to be like, oh, now I really have no time. Now I know exactly what everyone was no telling time, me. No time, no money. Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose, yeah, you know, you're doing well. Like, yeah, the kids, the kids and the wife are doing well. No, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it is. It's a bit like that. But you yeah, invest. It is. You no, don't. You want to exactly set yourself right. up. Exactly right. Now, tell the people for those that might not be aware. First of all, who you are, what you do, but more importantly, why you do it, please. Okay, I'm um, Matthew Davidson. I've uh, been a chiropractor for 20 years. Um, have nine years university behind me. I, I basically got into it because I got introduced to a chiropractor when I was in high school. Mm. And mm. Um, I always wanted to do something, you know, physical therapy, fit, uh, personal trainer, exercise, well, there's no exercise physiology when I was coming through. But, but something like that, a physiotherapist. And then when I met this guy, I just, it was just amazing when I, I could see what he was doing, the whole philosophy behind chiropractic, the, the nervous system and how it functions and how it relates to everything in the body. Mm. And I thought, this is what I want to do. And he was very successful at what he did as well. So I just knuckled down at school and just went straight from high school into university, three years at Griffith University, he doing a science degree. I needed to I'd do a bridging course to get into um, Macquarie University, um, but I, I stayed and finished that, that first science degree. Then I went to University of Queensland, did another three years of anatomy and physiology. Then I went to Sydney, um, did uh, three years down there. So the first year was like a bridging year for the masters of, of chiropractic. Um, I did a whole year of pathophysiology at University of New South Wales, and then uh, two years masters, and it was full on, mm. full on. And I was just massively committed once I got down there. Like it was just full steam ahead. This is what I want to do. And you know, a lot of people when they go through uni, they, you know, they do their course, and you know, oh, I've got to study this to get through this exam. I just come to the conclusion: you need to know this for the rest of your life. There's no point to studying this to get through this exam, the next exam. You need to know this for the rest of your life. So that was a big thing. So I, I, I was mad. Mm. I just would study till 10 o'clock at night every night. I had no social life. I did security at the university, which was an excellent gig. Um, I, I bought every single textbook that was not on the uh, curriculum at university. I, I had this massive library. I was just so committed to be the best at what I did. So mm. it was great. And I, I came out and, and here I am. And I, I do it because I just love helping people. There's nothing better than having someone come in your door 
they can't walk or they've had something for so many years and no one's been able to help them and, and you get them right. There's no better satisfaction than that. Yeah, I, I can concur, my friend. There's, you can't put a price on that. No, you can't. And for a lot of people, it is life-changing. Oh, it's massive. Me changing someone's life is, is to me, is, 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 is awesome. Mm. You know, so, and, you know, I'm, I'm busy. I've been doing it 20 years. I've got people, I'll get people coming from everywhere. Mm. Mm. They'll, they'll drive from Sunshine Coast to oh, come yeah. and see me. I had a guy years ago come from Russia. Jesus, there you go. Yeah, yeah, and, and another guy would come from, um, from New Zealand because there wasn't many active release technique practitioners mm. in New Zealand at the mm. time. He would fly over, stay down the road at Runaway Bay at a hotel and come to me every single day for a week and go. then fly back. He did that for several years. I thought he was mad, but he <laughs> was happy to help him. That's, that's what you do, though, when yeah. there's good people. Uh, we recently were talking about... Um, the back mechanic, Dr. Stu McGill. Yeah. Same sort of thing. Yeah. And people, you know, and, and we'll get onto this because there's a lot of misconceptions. In your space, in our space, there's a lot of practitioners. It's like, I guess it's in every realm, right? I always say there's a black belt and there's a black belt, meaning, you know, just because someone's got a black belt doesn't mean they're competent. Totally. And you've got to maintain. Totally that skill, that efficacy, etc. And it's the same with this. And you made a really valid point before you said, I might as well know this now because it's not as if I'm just gonna go, well, I get my test, I pass it and then see you later. No, if you're gonna help people, yeah. especially when we're looking in the realms of, we're putting hands on people, we're gonna be applying yeah. pressure to physiology. Totally. You can't get that wrong. It's no. like a surgeon taking shortcuts. It does not you work. You can't take shortcuts. And it, look, it's mate. You don't know what's going to walk in the door. I've had people come into me, and they've got some weird stuff going on. And I'm just like straight away, you know, the warning bells are going on, mm. and I'm thinking this is not good. You know, send them away for a test, and they've got, you know, they've got lung cancer. Oh shit! And it's through their spine, or they've got multiple myeloma. Okay. And I'm sending off to their doctor, going, you know, I think he's got this, and, and you know, some. The majority of doctors are, are good these days, mm. but mm. back 15 years ago... Well, you've seen it evolve, haven't you? They're like, what, what's he gonna know? He's a chiropractor. Yeah. Which, was, which was really bad because I'm like, it's not about you and me, mate. Yeah, it's about, the this, it's about this person here yeah. that I think's got a serious problem. We need to do something about it. Uh, so it's funny, I've, I've, a lot of the doctors in my area there at Hope On now, they, they know they've been there long enough, and I think having their their patients come and see see them that come and see me, and they talk to the doctor, they're, they're now sending they're sending me referrals all the time now, you know, and I'm happy to give them an update report as well. And I think that's important keeping that contact there. You're just like yeah, yeah thanks for the patient. No communication back. Yeah, I'll yeah, tell them yeah. this is what I think the person's got. This is what they need to have, and then I keep them updated. Yeah, and I think they appreciate that. And, and look. It takes a little bit of time out of you, but it, the reward is massive, you know? And, and I've got another doctor that he's, he's shifted around the Gold Coast a fair bit, but now he's at Rabina and he's got his own practice. And I send people there for PRP. When I've got a soft tissue injury coming in here, and I, and I know this there's a partial tear here. Um, go and get some of this. Go and get the PRP, because it, you know, and it, look, it's, it's funny, a lot of people out there go, I'll try that, I'll try that. It all depends, again, mm. on the black belt of the practitioner, you know. 
And honestly, I can safely say I've had a 99% success rate with anyone I've sent to this guy. Mm. They've all That's come back. Dr. Ken, right? Yeah, Dr. Ken Cameron here at, at Rubina. And uh, it's amazing. And I've had heaps myself. Yeah. I've probably had more PRP in his office than anyone he's ever seen. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and it's all worked. Well, yeah, it's helped the clients that, you know, sort of referred on to you that I've trained that have gone to him and they've, you know, and they're very apprehensive initially, which well, is understandable. There's people doing it out there and they're not doing it properly. They either this don't have a proper centrifuge. the problem. Well, they're not doing it under an ultrasound. And that, you know, Dr. Kim is so passionate about what he does. Yeah. And he's so careful about what he does that um, I've got 100% faith in him. Mm. And he keeps telling me to stop telling people that, that you know, he's got a 99% success rate because he, he's humble enough to say, well, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm not going to get it right. But yeah. so far, he has. Yeah. And he's, he's, he knows when not to either. He, like, he, he knows when there's something else going on. And he and myself will refer to other practitioners when we find that this is outside the realm of uh, yeah. that, sort of, uh, um, that sort of modality, so. I and mean, that's why we're all, you know, specialists for a reason, right? Well, that's... Because, like, we, you can't specialise in everything. No. If you're going to be really good, because there comes a point where you don't have enough time, that's right. knowledge, hours on the earth. Like, if you're going to be really good at something, you've got to, like, really go, you know, an inch wide and a mile deep. You've got to. And you've got to around. know, too, as a practitioner, who the good people are to send these people as well. Yeah, you've got to because, build your army. Because, you know, there's, there, there's some people out there that are specialists and they're not that good no that's the um, problem people have the horror stories and I know. or they have a bad experience I know. and especially in your industry it's a really big one and we'll, we'll get into that with the misconceptions and oh, why people get, get through it i'll be happy to get through that oh get yeah that. and people just go oh no nah, well i had this happened and they don't do it. it's like well you just yeah. because you've seen one or two exactly unfortunately it's like you might have to step back and go maybe i did have a bad experience maybe i yeah. didn't get the best referral oh. But I shouldn't. It's like I always use a basic example. You got bit by a dog when you're kidding, all dogs are evil. Well, no, they're not. Like no. that dog was That's vicious. True. You might have That's got true. unlucky. But people can relate to that, right? That's true. Everyone knows dogs. And we but it's amazing how many people I see come into me and they've never been to a Cairo. And someone, and even like the doctor has, well, the doctors I know have said, you need to go and see Matt. Yeah. And they go, oh, God, he's a chiropractor. Really? Yeah. I yeah, know. you go. And they come in. And it's quite funny, actually, because. If the husband's been referred, uh, if the wife's been referred, she'll send the husband in as the guinea pig, and I see it coming, and she'll come in to watch, and I'll do my thing, and then she'll go out the front, and then she'll make the appointment for herself. And I like, I'm like, I don't know what you think was going to happen when you came in here. Black magic, man. You know, That's I, what I, I don't wave a crystal over your head or something, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing, and it, it's amazing too how many people have had a bad experience. And then you know, they've come in. They've gone. Oh, look! I, I'm a bit apprehensive. And I said, "Don't." Be. I'm like, "I'm like, don't be." Look, That's look. a better way to do it, though, isn't it? I think if yeah. you were up front and say, "Look, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit nervous because," yeah. and you go, "Well, understandable and rightly so." Well, this is the thing, and I've got so many modalities I can use. And they're going, "Oh, look! I don't really want my neck crack." I said, "I don't need to. I don't need to do that adjustment <laughs> on your neck." Well, that's what people think. You're just going to snap bones. Or well, crack and bones. unfortunately, that's what and that's think, right? unfortunately <laughs> what happens in my in my <laughs> just crack bones in my profession. Like no, they're in, they're in the door. They're, they're in and out in two minutes. I mean, I don't even know what the person's doing in two minutes. I mean, I spend five minutes talking to the patient, then I examine them, and I treat them, which is what you should be doing. Well, you seek to understand. Exactly. Like and you, you don't, don't just don't go, oh, well, the car's got a fucking this, we'll just try this. It's like, no, you've got to well, ask questions and diagnose it first. That's you? right. And <laughs> that's when people miss stuff. That's when people miss important stuff. Important stuff is the key word there. You know? And, and then they get damaged because they're exactly. treating the wrong thing. Exactly, or they've got something really bad 
pathology-wise, mm. and you're not picking it up, but you're, you know, you're whacking away at them each week. And, you know, and, and I'm not afraid. If, they, if, they, if I don't see a change, I'm pretty hard on myself. If I don't see a change within one or two visits, which is really putting pressure on myself, mm. something's wrong or I'm looking in the wrong direction. Yep. And we need to change something up. I'm not just going to keep coming you back. You know, I'm yep. not one of those practitioners and you see them out there. I need to see you six times, uh, three, three or four times a week for the next six weeks. What, what is that? That is people robbing and the, and, people and of money. That's yeah, and that is. is the biggest problem in my profession. Yeah. Like, I don't know where you pull that magic number from. Like, I want to get you better. Yeah. And no offence, I want to move you on. Yeah. And if you want to come and see me maintenance-wise, which I'm happy to do, and I've got a lot of people that see me monthly, yeah. uh, that's the ultimate goal. Yeah. I just want to get them back functioning properly again and, and doing what they enjoy doing. Exactly. You shouldn't, if you're good at what you do in this particular scenario or in your realm, you shouldn't have to, you don't want to see people. The, the goal is to not see people, well, the same people repeatedly yeah. because you want to actually be fixing them. Because yeah. if you have to see someone all the time, you're either robbing them blind or you're being disingenuous yeah, and you're not totally, actually totally. helping the person. And if you're all where the customers come from, well, they refer other customers and people are always yeah. getting injured because yeah. humans, we're just useless, aren't we? Exactly. Really. Um, before we continue though, I want to I sort of define a couple of these uh, roles which I often do when mm -hmm. I have these conversations for people listening so sure. for example because our people get confused and it again it depends on where you're listening in the world because I know we've got some listeners elsewhere overseas and it is a little bit sometimes different but you can clarify yeah we've got osteopath right we've got physio we've got Cairo there's many more I find most people confuse those three that is my experience. I don't know what yours is, but I'd love to maybe for you to define the differences. Also, okay. I'll grab your coffee for you. Carry on. No, I'm finished. With, I'm oh, yeah, sure. I'm finished. Right. Oh, I'm, did you knock it out? Is that it? I, I, I knocked it out. Did you? 10 out of 10, the front desk. Was that all right? Right. All right. She can really keep good. a job yeah, then. Yeah, Emily, keep, you've done well yeah, if you're listening. Yeah, she can keep a job. Um, so, traditionally, a chiropractor would be someone that relates spinal conditions with with what's happening with the nervous system and everything. Correct. So everything is related to the spine. Right. So the firm believers in that the nervous system is the key to everything, traditionally, mm. okay? Osteopathic, the blood flow to the muscles and everything, the blood flow is the key. Mm -hmm. Pretty much doing the same thing, but different mm. philosophies. Yeah. Now physiotherapy, um, they, it's more of a rehab, traditionally rehab, a little bit of soft tissue. You do have your manipulative physios. Um, chiropractors probably do the most manipulation in the world, followed by osteopaths, followed by physios. So down the line like that. Mm -hmm. um, and, they're, and they're more of a, more of a rehab type thing, really. Mm -hmm. Soft tissue stretching, exercises to, to help the injuries or whatever, and then you've got them in the hospital roles helping with people with post-surgical stuff and stuff like that. Mm. This mm. is what, um, me, I'm a bit of everything, I'm all that. Good, I'm just gonna jump in because that which makes me different yeah that was my interpretation yeah because i mean cast your mind back years now when i first came to see you yeah. i just did something to me back i was doing incline bench of all things and it was like someone shoved a dagger right side thoracic spine yeah and um i don't know i couldn't even sleep it was in that much pain i rang the gym 
at the time as World Gem, and I said, look, I don't, because I was new to us. I said, do you know anyone? They referred you on, right? Because I think you'd work with John. Oh yeah, John Davey referred you on, yeah. Correct, yeah, yeah, well, that's, well that was kind of where it came from. I still, I, I still remember what you had when you came in, until you had a, had a rib, rib head slipped in the back of your Exactly, yeah. and I had no fucking clue, especially <laughs> at this point. And, um, you know, we came in and you did that, and. I was, I was trying to segregate, like, okay, well, you know, I'm learning, what do you do? And then over time it was like, oh, when people ask me, I said, well, because people go, oh, you're just a car. I was like, actually, he's not. And people, and I've always stood there and go, he's kind of an amalgamation, like, he kind yeah. of does a bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just referred to you as the magician. So, <laughs> and I'm just like, and then people are like, what do you mean? I'm like, this is the man that I go to when it's, you just, you just, he's the last. Defense, some like last this, you, resort. You got to yeah. say that. Yeah. So ultimately, you become the guy who I send most people to because yeah. most people don't want to fuck around. So. No, no, I, I'm not one of those ones that wants Correct. to do that. Unless it's something specifically else with a practitioner like you. I've built up an army of health professionals. Exactly. But I tell you what, it does wonders because you yeah. can actually then go right. People trust you more, and you've got these arm and you well, balance each other. you know, it, it, it works. It, it, I think that's what changes people when they've been to a chiropractor. That mm. is just traditional chiropractic and just manipulates or adjusts the spine and does nothing else yeah. and, and doesn't do anything outside the spine. So you know, they can't even really treat an elbow. Well, that's it. Um, and that's just their choice. That's, that's totally their choice. But when I came out of Macquarie University, that university was actually earlier an osteopathic and chiropractic school Why? combined. And in the 80s, if you came out with and graduated, you had both. You were yeah. both an osteopath and a chiropractor. Which, which kind of makes sense, because what yeah. you were saying before about the, the, the similar, just from different angles. Yeah. Although we want to be specialists, you, you do need to have what I call a fringe um, uh, sort of understanding of your fellow practitioners. Yeah. So you, and the reason why I say that is because say if I'm going to go, oh yeah, I'm in my head, I'm, someone says, Alex, I've got this, this and this, and I go, well, cool ask the questions, yeah. again, assess, diagnose, and then as I'm doing that, I'm problem solving and going, Matt, Nathan, Tim, like who's the right person depending yeah. on the, right? Yeah, exactly. But if you don't know what, if I don't know what you do, and I always say, right, I've always worked with all of the people I've yeah. worked with them personally, unless it's something like a, an oncologist, I've not had cancer, so you know, I, yeah. you know, I can't experience that and you know, hopefully don't want to, but you sort of, you, you understand what that purchase, you've experienced it, and then you can go, right, well, actually, I think this is the best pairing. And then obviously, then that's up to you to decide Exactly, that. exactly. It's a better experience, ultimately, like you said, for the person we're trying to help. Yeah, yeah. Because we can go, exactly. we're, not, we're not fucking them around. No, exactly. But so, I put it in, sorry, mate. You no, no, on. that's okay. But I mean, so with what I do, I'm very osteopathic. Mm. A little bit of physiotherapy thrown in there because I rehab exercises. Theraband exercises, mm. kinesio taping, sports taping, whatever. But chiropractic has diversified over the last 10, 15 years, where you do have these specialist sports chiropractors mm. that do all that as well. So, and that's the, that, that is really the problem with my profession. There's so many little nooks and crannies that people do. Mm. You've got your wellness-based people that, you know, they'll bash people's spine until they think they're doing the right thing, which I, I, I don't agree with. No. Um, and then there's people like me, and then there's other people that are sort of a bit of both. And, and that's great, whatever, but I mean, I don't want to see someone three times a week for six weeks if they're not getting any better. I mean, I'm going to be wondering what the hell I'm doing wrong. 
and why do I need to be treating that person so much? I really try to get them active involvement in their treatment, so I give them exercises as soon as I can. And, and this is the problem I see with a lot of people that do see me for soft tissue injuries. I'll come in and say, oh, uh, I've been to the physio, I've been going for six months and I'm no better. Hmm. And I'm like, what's wrong? Oh, I've got a tennis elbow. Oh, what's the physio done? Oh, he's given me these dumbbell exercises to do. And I'm like, uh, okay, uh, you're not ready for that. That's why it's not getting any better. You're just, you're just, you're just inflaming it constantly. Mm. And a lot of them these days, and there's a lot of good sports physios around, and they're getting few and far between because of the old, old school guys. Mm. And unfortunately, what's coming through the ranks now through the universities is they seem to be doing less hands-on stuff and just go home and do these exercises. Yeah, which that's, I, which, that. which I've had a conversation with a couple of older, uh, old school physios, and mm. it, they, they're concerned. They're concerned with that. This is interesting. Again, reading Stuart's book at the minute, it seems so simple, right? Because now they're almost not listening to the patient, like you said. They're not no. assessing, and all they're doing is just quickly going, this exercise, this drug, this, but, you know, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah. You've, you've sort of missed what's in front of you, yeah. and you're treating the person like an exam or something, like a test, and you're just trying to match that person up with, yeah. this is what we've been told to do, but you're actually missing the whole point. So yeah. what is going on in the educational system, and why is now the standard lower, or why are they missing is it because of the te technology now, do you think? I, I, I don't know. I'm, that, I'm, I'm not sure. Honestly, I'm not sure. What I do find in my profession, when people do come out, um, it also depends on the university. Mm. You know, there's a couple of other, which I'm not going to mention, but there's a couple of other universities that have popped up in the last couple of years that have started the Cairo course, and, you know, and the students have come to me and they've, they're observing me and I'm, and I'm asking questions. Oh, you've been showing this. And I'm, no. Not really. It, it, it's kind of scary when I see that these universities, even though they're only young, they're, they're not fully educating these guys as to the capacity that I came through with Macquarie University. Mm. It, they, they, we got slammed. I think a good we example 30, is like... We had 30 hours a week of, of spinal manipulation practice. Yeah, well, it's probably, they've taken that a lot of that out now, haven't they? Well, I don't know about Macquarie, but all these other universities, they don't seem to have all that. They're missing the practical element. It's all theory and like not enough actual hands-on, which is how you learn. Well, you know, there were years ago there in the 90s that anyone, Macquarie was known worldwide. If you came out of Macquarie, you were really good at manipulating and adjusting a spine. Yeah, it has a, has a reputation like Harvard or Stanford yeah. based on certain And And don't get me wrong, you know, we all came out like loose as gooses because we got, got pushed and shoved in every direction. And, and this is the other thing with the safety aspect. Everyone's going, oh, it's unsafe. Uh, we, we were students. There was 90 of us, 30 hours a day, uh, 30 hours a week, sorry. No one got injured. Funny that. You know, it was very well run. We had, we had excellent tutors, you know, that guys that had been in the profession that came, would come and give up their time to come into the university and teach us full on. It, and I have to say, my year was the last year that I actually had the, the best of the best teachings, because after that, the university got a little bit political and said, well, we don't really want these people just coming in, these contractors, that we want full-time staff. And who's going to give up private practice earning this much money to come into yeah. the university and not earn that much money? I mean, 
So yeah, there's a bit of a disconnect. It was a bit of a, a bit of a shame uh, because a lot of the people coming through Macquarie now wouldn't have got the attention that we got, which, which was fantastic. You know, really, we came out great practitioners. Mm. Um, I do resonate with that though in one respect because I was fortunate in New Zealand. I think where yeah. I was, it was fifty percent theory, fifty percent practical. And New Zealand is a very small population, as, as people know. There's a lot of niches. You've got your upper class, lower class, there's not much in between. But we were in the world class facility and we were training with all like the elite athletes. Yeah. And we had all like the oxygen chambers. And because wow. the numbers are smaller, you get all the attention. Yeah. And the people who do really well become the tutors. So we, like you, I, 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 the amount of people. And I use the example of like the Cert 3 and 4 now, it's a joke. Almost like 12 weeks in your PT. I'm like, yeah, right, okay. Where's the bridge gap? Like, you know, because what makes a good trainer is the years of experience. And don't get me wrong, no one ever comes out knowing everything. And we're always learning. I'm, but, I'm I mean, still learning stuff. Well, that's it. I you think never stop learning. You never. Well, if you, and if you think you do, you do, you know nothing, right? You've, uh, I think this should be, I mean, I did a degree and even I think that's like minimum. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To a degree. But I, we were doing dissecting lungs and you might say well, what's that got to do with it it's like yeah but it gives you perspective because they would given you with this well-rounded base yeah. of physiology we did coaching we did psychology again we had coaches who coached like the yeah. elite athletes yeah. who would been in the industry for 20 years you can't buy that i no. look back now and value it more because when i was i was young i was 17 18 i probably wasn't in the position where i was i was ready but i wasn't ready to where i am now yeah. i'd go back now and i'd absolutely lap it up like i'd go oh this is this is just next level and the toys we got to play with yeah because it was all there for us yeah. like like you said and we had people coming in who were the real deal and you got to just speak to these people yeah and get experience from them and now as you said they just seem to be kind of skipping whether it's from the financial perspective or you know they're Don't trying know. to make these shortcuts but it's almost like they're all, we're always trying to fast forward things it, it, but you it can doesn't only work no because you can only it's like a tomato takes a amount of time a tomato has to grow you speed it up with drugs or whatever they use in the ground you get a different result yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. not quite the traditional no. there's a reason why certain things yeah. take a certain totally, amount of time totally but we just and, yeah, and getting right. back to your point there before about you know taking the time and, and uh, i take a full history and this is where it separates you from other practitioners. Yes. I know for a fact that, you know, some officers, you turn up, you fill in this form, you hand it in, the guy quickly goes over it and he gets stuck into it. I ask them everything. What hurts? What makes it better? What aggravates it? When did it start? Get a clear perspective of what's going on before you actually start to examine you the person. You're building a picture, aren't you? You've got to know everything. Yeah. And then... I, I put them through a rigorous examination and, and work out what, what's hurt and what's not hurting. So I know what tissue's being inflamed. Now that also brings me to the biggest point. If you don't know your anatomy, you're gonna be useless. Well, it's true, isn't it? it you gotta know what tissue's being stretched. You gotta know what's being compressed. You, know, you gotta know what nerve's being pulled and will crush. You gotta know that stuff. And I'm actually, it's, it's quite alarming when people do come to me and they've said they've been going to this person for so long, they're not even looking in the right spot. They just miles away. It, it just amazes me. And then I treat the person and they're almost better after one treatment and they're, they're scratching their head going, um, I've been seeing this other person for six, I, 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 look, I don't 
No, you don't. I don't. I don't badmouth, but I'm almost like you know. Actions speak louder than words. It's just one of those things. It's just, but it's it's amazing. It's like they're going in blindfolded, man. And like by asking the questions, you're lighting up the proverbial metaphorical cave. You'll never get the full light on, but you you're basically honing in by asking the questions, and then then obviously you've got all this information. You're giving yourself the best chance, and I think this is the key to get to the. I always say this, people: you get to the root cause the actual problem. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and as I've learned, as you know all too well, where it hurts isn't always the right cause. No, no, totally Which has not. been the, one of the biggest learnings for me. I'm totally. like, oh shit, I mean, like it was with the cervical bit. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. my shoulder, and you're like, mate, your shoulder's bulletproof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. sure enough, it's the referral pain from the yeah. cervical part of the spine. And exactly. I'm like, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. But it, you don't, I mean, again, I'm not, that's not my area, but like, if you don't know that, it's like, shit, man, like you could but be like, is, you said you're training a but muscle. But this, like, you you, this is the thing you got to, you know, thorough examination of the shoulder yeah and you'll nearly push me through the roof and i'm like um it's not your shoulder i could be screaming because <laughs> you wouldn't have any strength there or it'd be lower less and it'd be pain there yeah and it was coming from your neck fucking unbelievable eh? it is and it's hard to discern as someone and i guess as a as a patient if you are if you don't understand that yeah i mean you do right you go pain here pain there that's the problem yeah but that's and, not and, how the body works. And but sometimes it, it is though. But sometimes, sometimes the pain is just there. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's <laughs> it. And then that's when you've not got to overcomplicate it. That's right? right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a really big one. Yeah. What, what, apart from some of the things we've mentioned, what I want to run through now is the biggest misconceptions about people in your industry. Uh, I guess when people come to you and it might be again, the snapping necks, cracking bones, or yeah, yeah, what yeah, they yeah. think you're going to do versus what you actually do, or even just other misconceptions that you hear uh, about your profession that is untrue, for, especially for people listening to kind of set the record straight. Well, <laughs> well, this is, this is a big question because uh, there is this small group of, of chiropractors out there that, that, that's, that still believe that everything in your neck and spine is causing your problem, everything which is uh, unscientific. It's like saying the earth's flat, sort of thing. Well, yeah, and it's unscientific. Yeah. You know, like, you know, someone handed me this form that they got from their chiropractor like, six months ago, and it's got, it's got, you know, if this, if this level of your spine's out, this is, this, you know, you're gonna have this wrong with you, you're gonna have ADHD, you're gonna have this. And I'm looking oh, at- Oh, one of those things, And yeah. I'm like, oh my God. It's like a reflexologist. I, I mean, are you serious? Mm. Like, that's just not even proven. You can't go peddling stuff like that on people. Yeah, because, you know? well, that sort of, I mean, people can then go out and do things that are not right. Well, you know, the, 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 you know and these are the ones, you know, you need to keep coming back, you need to keep coming back, and it, it's totally misconceived. The, the person's got all this faith in this person because you're gonna listen to a practitioner and you think they, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so that's a false expectation. It does, Actually, and I've had a patient years ago, and this was memorising. This this particular chiropractor was seeing this lady, and she came in. She had psoriasis, and he told her her psoriasis was coming all from her spine. And adjusting her, <laughs> adjusting her is going to get rid of the psoriasis. Yeah. She's come to me thinking I was going to be the same, and I told her very, very quickly that no, it doesn't make sense. That's not going to happen. Um, and then I looked like the idiot. This is what happens. Like, what? My other guy told me that. Oh, you mustn't know what you're doing. 
that's the and look, I've, got, I've, I've got no problem with that. I mean, don't come back. Yeah, you've got more experience. But I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna tell you because I'm not gonna bullshit you yeah. and tell you that I'm gonna adjust you all this time. Your, your, your psoriasis is gonna get better. You know, I think we've, as a, as a profession, have set us up. We've set ourselves up to this over the years. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, that that you know, everything was coming from the spine and that. Mm. And, and oh, we can cure this, we can cure that, and we can do this. And I, that has what has got us traditionally in trouble. Yeah. And that is why the medical profession is going, oh God, um, you know. And there's, you know, there's people out there, and look, that's up to them. That's, that's entirely their, their thing. Mm. If they want to continue treating people like that and, and believe all that, fine, that's fine. But I'm over here and I'm doing what I'm doing and you know, I'm happy not to bullshit people, but uh, I think that that traditionally has got us in trouble. Mm. And that that is something as well where setting, you know, realistic expectations, and it's the same in, yeah. again. It's probably the same in every industry as yeah. well. You're right. You look like the idiot because yeah. you might be the odd one out, but you're actually the one who's yeah. doing things more accurately. That's right. And, and genuinely. And at the end of the day, I don't. I don't manipulate or adjust everybody. So I do a lot of active release techniques. So the person comes in and they've, you know, they've got a restriction in their neck. Um, and I'm like, oh, well, that, that feels like that's not moving. But I'm gonna release every bit of muscle tissue around that joint and come back and retest it. Yeah. And lo and behold, if it's still stuck, well, the joint's the issue and I'm gonna, I'm gonna you know, politely asking if they'd like me to manipulate that and get that moving again. And if it's moving fine, well, what would I have been doing had I not done the ART and just gone, that's stuck, I'm going to adjust it, boom. And then they're going to feel good for about five minutes, ten minutes, and then that's just going to come straight back because that muscle's holding on like that. Correct. That is the difference to, to what I do. Because it's temporary, a lot of people get temporary relief and go, oh, that's it, but then it just yeah. goes straight back because you're not actually treating, exactly. again, the cause. It's just exactly. something connected to it. And, and you know, there is some, some chiropractors that, um, you know, they do what's called the flying seven and they'll adjust, you know, one side of your pelvis, two in your lumbar spine, one in your thoracics, two in your neck or something, you know, and right. they'll do that everybody. Yeah, the flying they'll just seven. They'll line you up. And, and, and this is quite funny, and it's not, it's not a, this is kind of... It's serious, but... Well, it is, funny. but it's funny. Some people get better. Some people get better with that. Is that like the shotgun approach? Just that basically... Is, that is a shotgun approach. Throw something out the wall, something else. That is just, I'm just going to do this, and, uh, and, and, and miraculously, some people just get better. <laughs> is, do you think that partly is due to placebo as well? Possibly. And, good point actually here, rest if sometimes someone has been told hey yeah you know what maybe this 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 injury or this particular movement you know is is, is has hurt you yeah and then they do the adjustments and that patient listens because a lot of people you know we we're, um, we're all about trying to do what we can and work around exactly. it right which is good we don't want to just isolate people just to be clear exactly. but sometimes it's okay well this is the, with, with this specific like me barbell don't load the spine yeah. right now you yeah. can work around it right yeah and then they don't and then they go oh, got better well you go, yeah you might have got better anyway if you just didn't do the thing that was exactly. antagonizing exactly. it. exactly but then sometimes they go oh it was when you cracked me and did all this that 
did it? And you're like, no. <laughs> and then this is the problem. It's like when people blame coffee for having great energy levels. So you might have just had a really good night's sleep. Yeah, exactly. But, oh, it couldn't have been that because yeah. that's too easy. But, that's too easy. you know, the complicated cases, yeah. they ain't going to get better with that. Oh, if anything, you could possibly you know, cause someone coming in with a bad elbow and you're, you're doing that to the spine, their elbow's not going to get better. No. So, you know, this is why, you know, I, if they're coming in just for wrist, I mean, I treat wrists. People come in just with a wrist injury. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll do ART on the wrist, I'll mobilise the wrist, do something, and then give them the strength exercise afterwards and they get better. Mm. You know, and identifying the aggravating factor is a big thing too. You've got to identify what's aggravating it because I've got people that come in that, you know, get off a chair's hurting. And they don't realise that every time they get up and they're getting off the chair wrong, because it's the right and wrong way, particularly when you've got bad back, that that's actually making you hang around. I teach them, this is how you need to get off the chair. Yeah. They go away and in a couple of days they're heaps better where they've been suffering for weeks because every time they get up, they take two steps back in their recovery because they've, they've strained it again because they're not using their, they're using their back and not their legs to get up from the chair. It's, it's, it's being like able to identify that and that comes down to the history again, what it makes it worse, what makes it better. And once you start identifying what's making it better, you need to get them to do more of that and less of the aggravating factor. Yeah, and that's again comes down to that spending time, asking the questions exactly. and doing the assessments. Exactly. Which people just don't want to do. No. Which is, and, and then like you said, it's the, or over time it's that amalgamation of experience and I imagine, and I want to get onto this now, where having someone in front of you and over time, the more problems you solve, the more tools, if you like, to your belt, you go, I've seen this before, you'll start going, yeah. in your head, in the back of your mind, you go in, tick, 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 this, I've had it before. Yeah. You can't be sure, but then you'll confirm your beliefs, test it and go, we know how to fix that one. Yeah. What I wanted to ask you, is what are some of the most complex or extreme cases you've had uh, that have walked in the door and what have you learned from these individuals? Or these mm. cases, these people, these ailments, if you will. Because um, there is some people who are on, you know, thin ice, to put it lightly. Big time. I th look, I think the most common thing I see is people with disc herniations. Yeah. Um, and they've just been mismanaged. You know, I've had people say, oh, they'll go to their doctor and go, go home, line the floor, put heat on them. Now that, that, that's... The doctors are great when it comes all go to home and Go home and lie in bed. I mean, um, it, it, it just doesn't work. They just need, number one, they need some, uh, to get the right advice. Um, definitely don't lie in bed. I try to keep moving within reason. I mean, you're going to have to sit down, you're going to have to lie down or whatever, but you need to also just get up and move when you can. Yeah. Um, just, and it's amazing just knowing what these people need to avoid to, in aggravating, like flexion. You know, I'm bending forward and putting my shoes on. Well, you're aggravating your, your, your disc. You need to completely eliminate that. And you need to have some tools up your sleeve to help minimise it. And Stuart McGill's book, and Stu like his his stuff is just gold. Mate, his oh, book, and all these graduates that come and see me and go, oh, man, what's the best book? I said, see that book there? That needs to be on your shelf. Well, I came in, didn't I? And I asked you, and you just went, yeah. And pulled it straight Low Lower back disorders. And, and like, and he, he's got other books as well for, for less, uh, 
academic people, which are, are, are written in a way that helps you understand. Layman's and then, terms, and yeah. then there's this, you know, the one that I've got, which is just fantastic. It's blowing my mind, I'll be honest with you. Like, I've learned so much from it, and even it's just without amazing. working out of my scope, helping people identify the role mm. of the spine yeah. more specifically. Yeah. And again, the movement, and, I, and he, I'm sitting there going, because everyone's got back pain. Like, I don't have yeah. bad back pain, but now, it's like, I, I get it, yeah. you know, I'm there, yeah. and I'm learning all the time. I've changed yeah. my seat, my position, I'm going, why yeah. I'm yeah. flexion, yeah. yeah. extension, I've got a big ass. apparently that has a lot to do with it as well. Lying down, yeah, yeah, no, because when you lie down, if you have a firm <laughs> mattress, and you've got a big ass like me, no, because think about it, you're in like this extension position, right? So if the mattress doesn't sink you in, you can't get neutral spine. I didn't, I'm like, oh, and I'm thinking back when I really go, no, that's when I'm gonna slap on you that mattress at the hotel, it was so good, because it was soft. You've got to so, have a, an ass reduction. Well, that, you know, got the, it's like the, I don't need no BBL, man. Those people need that shit. But it's, you know, but that's the thing, he goes, he goes people with a bit more meat on the ass. But it all makes sense and the way he explains it. But yeah, that is absolutely so fucking brilliant. That that's huge. That you know, I, I turn them around quite quickly. Yeah, and unfortunately there's the ones you can't help, they've really blown it out and you know, it's a matter of you just trying to get them in with a, a good surgeon. Mm. Um, because, you know, they've got nerve compromise, they they're starting to lose muscle mass or they can't feel their limbs or something like that. That's that's that that's bad. Or they're having some bowel and bladder problems, so that that's a problem um other than that i mean i, I suppose the, the 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 worst things i see are, are people that actually have some significant pathology and it's a matter of just picking it up and going um this is not where you need to be you need to go back to your doctor yeah you know and you know it, you know you see all sorts of things bone cancers um tumors in the body that you know, you just think this person's coming in, they've got pain at night time and they're losing weight. Like, you gotta, you got to listen to the to the red flags. you got to listen to the red flags. But sometimes um, it isn't you. It's not you, is it? It's like, hey, this is not a me thing. Oh, this totally. Is, this is a... And that's when you've you... You've told me this. And that's you when you've got to really move fast and find them someone that... Uh, you saved someone's life by doing that. Because I'm, instead I'm, of fucking around with them. Well, yeah. Probably out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've lost... Pump. I mean, I've been practicing for 20 years. I'm sure there's, there's things there. Um, like I, one of the biggest ones years ago was an older gentleman and he ended up with multiple myeloma in his spine. And I, I just wasn't convinced that this was mechanical. I sent him off an MRI straight on the phone to his doctor. The doctor was actually quite uh, surprised at what I was telling him on the phone. I was just going through the whole, he's got this symptom, this symptom, this symptom, you need to test this in the blood. Oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. And, he, and he, I think he realised, oh, shit, this guy knows what he's talking about. Mm. And it was there. And I think, you know, I think we got him some, some you know, prolonged his life a little bit, but I mean, ultimately it was, uh, unfortunately... Uh, um, Riddled with it. Yeah, he wasn't going to survive. But uh, it's things like that which, which helps. But also just getting people's lives back from having a serious disc injury and they're thinking, oh, I'm going to end up having surgery, and they're not. Just a quick one, guys, before we carry on with the podcast. For any of you who are interested in taking your health and physique to the next level and you want to remove the guesswork, you're not quite getting the progress that you want, you're not seeing what you want to see in the mirror, and you're not feeling like you're really moving in the right direction, then click the link in the bio below, the apply button, where you can contact me 
we can organize a free consultation, no obligation, and discover whether it's a good fit as coach and client. All right, back to it. Not a lot of these things end up on the table. Well, this is another point I depending, wanted to discuss with Depending them. on who they see mm. and who gives them the advice. Because unfortunately, a lot of people come to me after they've been to the doctor, they'll come in and say, oh, I've got this discarniation, he's given me a referral to this doctor for a surgery. I'm like, whoa, hang on, back up there, mate. Mm. You know, have you got weakness in a limb? Have you got, you, know, you can't feel something? Oh no, I've just got this thing on an MRI. I said, whoa. You know, well, that's so the best, many people that's the best are walking. They pull it up, don't they? They don't even assess the patient and go, well, you can see what's happened. This has gone wrong here on L5, something we need to operate. And you go, hang on, you've not even touched the fellow. You've not even assessed No, no, it's bad. And you know, the problem with the imaging these days, and uh, imaging is so good that there's people around, I'm, I'm probably sitting here, I might have one, a disc yeah. in my back, yeah. and they're not even symptomatic. And just because they've got that in MRI doesn't mean that that that's what the problem is because they come in and, and they don't even have the symptoms and no. I'm like hang on have you got is there sciatic pain oh no I've just got some pain in the back I'm like whoa no one's asked these guys don't, don't not go ask them the question no no and this, and this is what is frustrating to me you know mm. you do have your odd uh, medical doctor out there that is good at, at, at assessing that stuff but some of them just get the MRI oh you're off off you go mm. you know I'm like no well, that's it. They're just sort of like on a conveyor belt. Almost. No, it should. How look, many people? Get it should referred? be the. It should be last resort. And like I yeah, actually, that's... I actually work closely with a neurosurgeon here on the Gold Coast, mm. and he is totally conservative. Operation is a last resort, and he'll do everything he can to avoid that. Mm. I think that is and should be the philosophy because ultimately it is the last resort, not from a subjective but from an objective position if we look at this practically once you start opening people up you're causing massive trauma so i always say yeah. to people all the time like for example the effect of strength training is real it's powerful right it's physical it but it's external in terms of it doesn't yeah. go inside your body you know but it obviously has an effect but nutrition goes in and therefore and they have different roles yeah. it is you know, a big part of changing the body composition, yeah. if not the larger part. And sure, we need the stimulus from weight training, but yeah. when we look at energy balance, it's like it's internal. So anything where you're going inside and you're you're, you're cutting through tissue and muscle and even bone sometimes. We are creating scar tissue as well. You don't want to fuck around with that. Yeah. That's the last, like you said, it's the last resort because it's going to cause the most stress on the body, isn't it? It's, it's not good. You know. And a lot of people, it's, oh, gets, I've actually got a friend of a friend and he's, his back's fucked and he's had that many surgeries and it's getting worse. Well, and, yeah. I mean, knowing what I know now, with, and it's easy, right, for me to just say, oh, do this, but man, if that guy saw fucking someone like Stu or read his book, yeah, yeah, yeah. he might have saved himself from all of this. Oh, totally. It's, it's, it's scary. Because they're just going, oh, yeah, do this, do that, get in, rip in, and totally. oh, that didn't work, we'll do that. You're fucking someone's life right off. Yeah, I know. So, three, 2018, I, um, somehow herniated a disc in my neck. I still can't tell you to this day what happened. So I had absolutely no pain, which is bizarre. And uh, if I didn't know what I knew, I, w I wouldn't have picked it up. Yeah. So I found that my tricep, when I was working on someone, was just fat was fatiguing. Oh, you know, I'm pushing on someone, I'm doing some soft tissue work on someone, and I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, you know when you've done too much in the gym and you just feel that 
that's starting to fatigue a little bit. And I thought, touchy, that's weird. And then I'd be outside at, at the house and I'd, I'd be doing something outside. And you, you know, you'd be resting on the floor with your arms there and you, you try, to, you're like, you're not even, you're just holding your body up and you're oh, triceps. Wow, what's going on there? It's bizarre. Yeah. But then uh, the end of my finger started going tingly. End of my index finger. Just the end, just the tip. Very strange. It was very strange. And that got worse and worse, but didn't progress. I could have drawn a line around it like this. This is how diverse the body can be. How specific right. as well. So it's been about a week and a half. I thought this is really strange. Um, I had a, 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 a petite lady in, in, the, in, in my room and I was adjusting her lower back. And when I was pushing on her, I had nothing. I thought, this is just weird. Anyway, I finished, well, finished treating her and I, I said, oh, I'll see you and whatever. Then I thought, I'm gonna get on the floor here and do a push-up. No, nothing. It was a one-arm push-up, mate. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> got up, but the left arm was doing all the work, and I thought, wow, okay, we got some seriously... Out of whack here. Yeah, yeah. Well, straight away I knew, you know, well, what supplies your triceps, the C7 nerve root. And um, I thought, I just waited to the end of the day, went home, you know, my head's ticking, ticking, and I went to the gym. Now, not to do a massive workout, no, to test it. myself, but I went in there to test it. So I wanted to test my lats, because they have some C7 involvement and so do your pecs, but I didn't even get to the pecs. So I go into the back um, back area in uh, World Gym at Ashmore and uh, you know, they've got that pull yeah. down, hammer strength pull down, yeah. one arm. I thought I'm gonna do one arm here, yeah. yeah. So I threw on a 20, no problem. Huh. Threw a 10 on each side, which would have been nothing for me normally. Yeah. So this arm came down this arm stayed there and I was pulling with everything I had, mate, and there was nothing there. And I went, that that's very, a, that a, be a very strange It feeling. was a really strange feeling. When you don't have that connection there. It's like you've got the horsepower, but you couldn't tap into it. I'm like, this is not good. Is it painful? Not at all. You've got nothing there. It's a really strange feeling. Yeah, that's weird, eh? Because yeah. like you don't feel it, because like usually- no. Well, I had no it. pain. Now normally when someone hurns the answer disc, they get the full on radiculopathy pain get the full-on pins and needles, oh, they can't move their neck, they're like, you know, yeah, yeah. in this position. I could, no problem. So then I went, oh, I'm gonna go in and do a tricep push down. Now I knew my tricep was rooted, yeah. but I wanted to see how bad it was. Yeah. So I think I put, I think five, is it starting on five? Yeah, depending on like five, seven. And, and they had the one arm, one arm thing, so I didn't wanna yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. So I'm pushing down with this one going on. Easy, easy. easy yeah. Grab this one, and I struggled. It might have even been 10k or something. I struggled even to pull it down. I'm like, I just let go. I went home, shitting myself, thinking this is not good. Yeah. Um, drove like a maniac home because I just had so much going through my head here. I think I nearly took out, um, they had some road work. I won't say what street it was, they might, they might implicate me. Um, and you know, this copper's waving this bloody, this police officer's waving his bloody. Oh, know, the, the light Illuminated thing. thing. Oh, yeah. Well, I went straight past him, didn't stop. Uh, and you know what, I thought, that was pretty stupid. And I sort of expected someone to come after me, but they didn't. So I went home and then I'm like, okay, 
I, I, I text a neurosurgeon friend of mine. Um, he said, well, you, we've got to get you in for an MRI ASAP. I said, yep, yep. And then, you know, he started talking about strokes and stuff because in 2012, I had a stroke. Yeah. Um, and I said to him, I said, look, no. I said, this is contained to just the C7 nerve root. Yeah. Um, still didn't make sense with the finger. Yeah, that would have been Be odd. Because prior to me, the strength really going, I thought I might have been developing some carpal tunnel because I've used my hands all the time. And, yeah, but it would have uh, been strange that it would have been isolated to the Well, it was just bizarre. <laughs> Even that's bizarre. So yeah. C7 traditionally is your middle finger. So I had absolutely no symptoms in that middle finger whatsoever. So, so and there was things that were making sense and things that no, made no exactly. Sense. So then I had the MRI, and uh, it's a real trip when you're looking at your own MRI. And normally you'd be saying, you know, when it was a patient, you're looking at it and go, oh, "Fuck, this person's rooted." And to see my neck there, and to see what was going on was really bad, really bad. So what had happened is I had a disc herniation at C7. It was actually still contained within the, the uh, vertebral column there. Yeah. It was pushing on the motor part of the motor neuron of the, of the spinal cord. So you got the motor and your sensory coming off your spinal cord. Yeah. So it was hitting the motor. And like pushing it up? Just pressure on it. Right. So it wasn't even getting to the foramen where it comes out, out here and out this way. Right. So if it had been, I would have been lit up like a Christmas tree. I would have had the full-on ridiculous pain. I would have had the, the pins and needles like full-on electricity type pain there. So it was still contained within that. But the fact it was pushing just on the motor nerve was why I had nothing. I was you know, losing that strength there radically. And I was also very quickly, and it's scary how quickly this happens, starting to atrophy. Yeah. I could see my triceps gone. Jeez. I could see my lats gone. Yeah. My chest gone. Yeah. And I was shit. You know, and then I saw, I saw my neuro guy. He goes, we've got to get you in. Well, before I even saw him, he sent me in for a nerve block. What does that do specifically? Well, block the nerve. <laughs> what it sounds like. It was a cortisone injection. It was like, sort of like, we're just gonna try this, you know. And I was like, <laughs> I wasn't that confident it was gonna do anything because I actually yeah. didn't have any pain. Yeah. You know, they, they can work really well for people that got the full on ridiculous pain, but I think he just, I want, I yeah. think he just wanted to try this because uh, he's very conservative as well. And I had that and over the weekend I'm going, oh, and I, I look, I, I knew that it wasn't good and then, I had to deal with the fact that I know where this is heading. I had to get my head around that. Because being a chiro and surgery being the last resort for most people, here I am and I'm, I'm faced with this is, otherwise I'm, I don't know if this is ever gonna recover. And, and the fact that I've loved my weight training, you know, and and yeah. I'll tell you what, it's a, it's a mind trip and you could relate to that. Oh, if you started yeah. seeing your tricep and your lat disappearing, um, and the fact I'm like, I need my arm to work. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's everything. Yeah, I've got kids, I want to help my kids. So, went and saw him on the Monday, and uh, a week later I'm in surgery. Just replacement, C7. Fuck me. Yeah, fuck me, <laughs> fuck me, mate. I, that was stressful, like I must admit, like I've had a stroke in 2012. Yeah, which, which we, yeah, but, I remember but that. But it's, it's a funny yeah. thing. You have that, you've, 
you had a strike. Yeah. You gotta fucking deal with it. Here I am faced with the fact that I've got to go in and have someone's got to go through the front of my neck and go in there and. I was gonna say they, they're very good now the way they, they do they it. They are, it's but there's a, but the, you still. know there's still a lot to think about. There's a here. lot going on. There. Yeah, <laughs> you can't so, exactly fuck that up. No, no. So uh, is he uh, your friend as well? Is he doing the procedure? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, well, at least there's some yeah, level of. Dr. Neil Cochran was a neurosurgeon, and he is mate, he the guy you spoke to about my neck as well? Yeah, okay, and okay. Uh, look. He is so good with necks. He is the neck guy. And uh, I've seen a lot of my own patients with him and they're, they're fantastic. So I have it on the, Wednesday, on the Wednesday morning, 6th of June. I'm out Friday. I'm, I'm home Friday. Yeah. Um, I'm back in the gym in six weeks. I hadn't, it was bizarre. I hardly had any pain. I don't, Did I, you say it was replacement? A full replacement. So, what, so it's a so tight. So as, from what I understand, it's a titanium disc that they put in there. It actually has a little bit of flexion, so it does actually move a little bit. And the reason he did that was because he said, if I fuse this, oh no, you don't want to fuse it. You'll, you'll be lose, back. You'll be back here in a year. You lose we'll, the. You lose the. Well, to a degree, don't you? And it doesn't give it the natural. No, look, I don't. I don't think so, because it's so far down there. 70% of your rotation occurs around C1-2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I've seen people with, 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 with the naturally fused with it, the disc. Yeah, yeah. They've still got movement there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that one segment. It's but but what it does, it puts more biomechanical stress than the one above. Yeah. So he's like, you'll be back in here a year later. With the we'll be doing one. the next one. Oh, yeah. Fuck. And, and uh, going, you yeah. know, I do have the foramen on, on both sides at C5-6 is actually closing up on me now too. Right. So I'm still dodging a bullet there, but um, it was amazing. I came out, I, I, I was very, very careful. I thought, oh, you know, you're like, oh my God, I'll get this thing in here, be very careful. But I had, uh, my recovery was amazing. Yeah. It was unbelievable. You don't see that in lumbar spine, so. Yeah, I was gonna say that's because it's a completely different animal. No. It's a much Well, they go the through, they go through the different. stomach, they're gonna remove your, your, your intestines and stuff. Yeah, go yeah, through. Fuck me. Oh, no, and, and I, actually, yeah. I actually said to him afterwards, I came back into his office and I said, look, I've been thinking about this. Um, this can't be real good in the lower, lower back. And he, he sat there and he goes, no. And so, you know, it, this is why yeah, I love they Neil. They don't go in from the back. Ever. Not for a disc replacement, they go through the front. Because I've got to pull that disc material out and they, oh, they wedge that Jesus. thing in there. But, um, some sick, mate, this, this guy's doing some serious stuff. And wow. it, it, <laughs> this is why I love Neil, because he's like, Interesting. straight away he goes, no, I don't like him. Like he's like. That's his last, yeah. You know, can work so, yeah. There was nothing he could do to, to move. No, what, no. What that off the motor, mate, you had to no, replace no, it. it was, it was. <laughs> oh, so your disc was fucked. It was fucked. What caused this, do you think? I don't know. What do you hypothesize with him? Is it maybe training over the years and just doing shit? Maybe like no, look, I had, a, I had a neck injury back in my 20s. I was doing martial arts and I, we were doing these, I sprang springboard off and did a forward flip. And you landed on your head. But I landed, like we had this big foam, you know, the big gymnastic mass, oh. but I landed on the base of my neck badly. Yeah. And uh, how I didn't put my chin through my sternum, and I would have been early 20s. And I actually think, see, see this is the thing that happens to people, I'll have an injury 20 years ago. Oh. And you'll injure that area and, you know, 20, 30 years later, it'll come back to haunt you. I'm, I see that a lot. I see that a lot. 
I see people that come in, you know, their lumbar spine's looking great. Except L5S1 is squashed and the rest of it's normal. Now, normal degeneration will cause a consistent wearing pattern through the whole spine. But when you see a perfect back, but that lower back is, they've had an injury. They've, they've, they've had a compression injury. Something's happened to that disc that caused that. Yeah, so I, I reckon that's probably what's happened. Yeah. Plus, heavy weight training. So I imagine like, do you, can you now vertically load the spine still? Uh, I, I do. At, at all? I choose not to. Yeah, I get that. Um, it's just not worth the risk anymore. No, we'll see. The two ain't worth In the March this year, April, March, I ended up getting all this burning in this arm. And, you know, I'm thinking, oh, that one above's come back to haunt me. Yeah. And I was getting back into my training and I was using this V-squat machine world gym and it was coming across here, right? Now I was getting up around the 140 mark. Yeah. I think the compression down on that was irritating, has done some sort of irritation to the nerves coming out of my neck. Because then, you, you know, you, you, you. so it's settled down, thank God. And now I just use the belt squat machine in the gym. There's yep. no load on my neck at all. I'm loving it. It feels great. Um, I just don't load my neck at all, at all anymore. Yeah. And I was a bit naive because when you know, afterwards, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, get back into it. You gotta realize, you know, I finally realized I am nearly 48 and uh, you, you can't be training like that, you know? And it's funny, I even see the guys in the gym now looking around and I'll go, and I had a conversation with a guy a couple of months yeah. ago. I said, ah, oh, mate, wait. <laughs> I said, wait, you said you hit 40, buddy. You, you know, some of these guys just need to realize it's not about how much you're lifting. It's not. It's, you know, it's about techniques, about feeling the movements. And look, honestly, I wish, the how, how, often do you, how often do you hear this? If I knew what I knew now, <laughs> you know, I'd go back and do things a little differently. But, you know, I did fall on my neck badly when I was in my early 20s. I did a lot of yeah. a lot of crazy stuff in the martial arts, a lot of a lot of all sorts of stuff. So I think down the track it did have some sort of. But at the time, I have I actually have no idea what happened because yeah. I didn't just do it like most people didn't go oh and can't move yeah. or they got sciatic pain. It was Specific just a gradually. I picked up. I had the had the weakness there, and even the radiologist made a minor Queensland X-ray. Said to me, "How did you pick this up?" And I told him. He goes, "You're lucky you know your stuff." He goes, "Most people would think this is odd. I'm a bit weak. Like your lay person would be going, oh, I'm a bit weak. Something's going on there. There was no pain. What brings people into doctors and stuff? Pain. And to me, pain. There's something going on here. So I was just like, I, was like, oh, I should be right. It's like, yeah. yeah it fucking might not be, mate. Yeah. Better, prevention yeah. is always better than cure, as we were talking about. Well, that's it. This and that's an, well, another thing. I just knew that's weak. That's weak. Well, I didn't know that was weak, but I knew that was really weak. And I thought, you know, that's got to be connected. And there's nothing else going on. I've got to be connected. I was checking my reflex was down. I've got all, all the practitioners going, check, check my reflexes and, you know, do all my myotonal strength. And that, everything else was fine. That was just a C7. It was pinpoint, and on the on the MRI, there it was, there it was. So yeah, lucky. Yeah, yeah, lucky. These so. experiences are, yeah, eye-opening. Oh, uh, to say the least, as well. Especially when it when it comes to those things in the spine, you just yeah take it. And I'm sort of thinking as well with you know the 
with, with mine. Um, I, I was like, yeah, I'm trying to problem because it was no dramatic event. But I was looking, the more I think, the more I look back over the years and I'm like, oh yeah, there was a bit of that, there was yeah. a bit of that. Yeah. It must be a somehow along the way there's been that. But once again, coming back to what you said, Matt, it's fuck, I wish I would have had someone to teach me better technique on certain movement patterns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I wish I could have totally. understood it a bit more. And it's like, that's why I'm so passionate about what doing what I'm doing now, like you are. Totally. You want to help. Again, it's prevention rather than cure. Let's not even get there because yeah. we won't even yeah. do cause that because we're not even going to do this. We're going to do it this way. Yeah. And again, it's this skill yeah. acquisition. It's and and you know what I find with a lot of people too, it's the uh, patience. Mm. Some people don't have any patience. Like they'll come in with a shoulder injury and I've had plenty of shoulder injuries yeah. in, in my time. And um, I'm like, the first thing I say to them now is, Prepare for the long haul. Yeah. Because this is not going to be better in two weeks. Better to be realistic with someone. You know, and as long as you can get them straight away and say, look, you need to know this is not going to go away in two weeks because your shoulders do everything. Oh, man, such a complex Even sleeping on them wrong hurts. So yeah. you've got to try and minimise the whole strain on them as much as I can. I, I try and, and, and this is where it does come in handy that I've, I've done training in the gym before, so I know you need, and, and having the experience of hurting myself, what you have to avoid, this is what, helps. what you need to start doing, and uh, it helps greatly. But you know, it's a matter of, the, that then is the patient's responsibility to listen to what you're saying because some of them don't. They just they just keep doing what they're doing. I'm like, well, you know, if you're not going to listen, you're going to end up tearing this really badly, and you're going to end up in the surgeon table. Which is again, which you know, not many shoulders are successful in the uh, surgery compartment. So no, it's such a it's a very that's so complex. It's the most complex joint. So I mean, they've just got to be. People do more damage as well. And I often use that verbiage with people. Yeah. And I said, look, I understand more than ever how much you love your training and how you want to continue training. But think about this. Wouldn't you rather still do this, something better than nothing, rather than still totally. trying to do this and then fucking yourself up more and then having six, 12 months or possibly never being able to do it again? Totally. Think about that because that consequence is much worse. And I always say, you know, yeah. it's a grain, like, let's, let's say it, Let's say it's a six-month recovery, but you can still work around it yeah. in some capacity, unless it's um, something that's very, um, say, extreme. Yeah. Usually, you know, you can do something. It might not be perfect, but something's better than nothing, right? Yeah. You find a happy medium. Yeah. Six months is a grain of sand in your training career, really. If you're going to continue to, and yeah. you want to do this for a but long time, but you can time. train around stuff. Like, this is the thing, and sometimes you yeah. learn yeah. stuff by doing. It. You're more fun. Exactly. I've I've become a better trainer since this happened to me yeah with the c5 yeah. c6 annular tab because i've had to really go you know what maybe i was putting sbd on a pedestal too much yeah and you know and again i knew it. i understand but if you can load a muscle you can grow a muscle yeah yeah, yeah. you know so it's like you don't need these movements. they're great and you can still have those movement patterns yeah, yeah. but they might not need to be barbell-esque they yeah. might not need to be the traditional yeah there's other ways and that has helped joints recovery yeah. i think development it's helped me with other people yeah. as well, um, navigate and, and, and pair them up totally. with, with better curriculum, if you And will. people's anatomy is different too. Some people are just not like, designed you know, with the femurs uh, no, and I'll, the limb I'll, lamps. I've, well, I've listened good. to Stuart McGill as well, and I've 
seen a couple of his DVDs and I've got them and they're fantastic. Yeah. Not everyone can squat ass to grass. No, that's the biggest thing. People yeah. think you got to go ass oh, to grass. You, you, hey, even I can lose neutral spine. It's shit. I know. But how many people? It's like, you've got to do that. That's how you do it. I see all these young guys that come into me and they're training with their mate, you know? And I had this young guy years ago, he's 18 and he was fairly tall, fairly lanky. And I said, do a squat for me. He goes, I've got a bad back, I'll do a squat. He got a bad back at that age. Yeah. He goes down and he's trying to go right down and he's way past where his spine's gone into flexion. Yeah, he's been and, and I go, okay, that's great, go back up, squat, and I'm gonna tell you to stop and you're gonna stop. And he's gonna think it's a half And he's squat. going half down and stop. That's where your limit is. He's looked yeah. at me. Yeah. Oh, but my, don't worry about your mate. Don't worry about your trainer either. This is where you're, and I explained it to him. And it's fine. Yeah. Fix, I don't have to do much. Yeah. And this is the thing. Well, I'm not going to see him three times a week for six weeks. <laughs> I'm going to find out what's causing the problem and move him on. And he'd been fantastic since. And, and people's hip joint anatomy as well. They can't always squat down like that. And when they've got that more mobility around their hips, they can do that. I had this guy years ago, he was doing CrossFit. I said, do a full squat for me. Mate, I've never seen anybody squat like this guy. All oh, right. His back was dead straight. There was no, and he went right down. Now his hips, he, it's, it's anatomy. Yeah, it is. Well, it's like um, the Asian community, the great Olympic lifters. Yeah. Um, their femur is not deep set, and it oscillates in such a way. And, yeah. and it's like, say, Scottish, and they've sort of you can kind of compartmentalize some, not yeah, everyone, because everyone's individual, but there's yeah. certain geographical reasons of the world. Some people are just bad, and you're right, they just sit on their heels and at, you're like... But look at the Chinese. They, 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 they'll be in the street markets, they're squatting. Exactly, and we, we, cultural. But we it's lose cultural. that as, as... We look at a kid when they well, squat, it's like fucking my brilliant. My son, my son. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, and you're like, and you I'm, I'm fucker. Like, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm watching it, I'm going, this is amazing. I know, and you look and it's like, and you who taught you that form? But you lose it. That is the ironic thing. You can actually do it right when exactly. you're malleable and flexible. And then you grow up and you basically fuck yourself up. Things start <laughs> tightening up and it, it doesn't happen. So, uh, yeah, it's just amazing. Um, the young blokes, uh, you know, it's, it's really scary. It's upsetting as well. And me and Aaron and Bree and a lot of the guys here, we got a good crew. We go around, we help a lot of people in yeah. our time. When I'm training, my training sessions, we up to two, three hours where possible because I'm going around helping people. Yeah. Where, where I can see they're open to it, the amount of people's backs I've prevented just because these people, aren't even your clients. These are not even my clients. But, but see, this, this is, is how I've got a lot of but clients. This is what's but missing. This is what's missing in most gyms. You need someone not to write Where's that going? But the thing is, the lads are there, and I had to, I've had to pull a few of them up because they're getting trained by individuals who will not be named, who are doing things that are far fetched. And these guys go, "Well, he's training me." I had a guy told me Eddie squat, uh, Eddie Hall taught him to squat and deadlift. I said, "I said, oh, you know Eddie, do you?" He goes, "Well, I said." So, no, he taught you to squat, did he? He goes, well, I watched a YouTube video. I said, look, I said, that ain't him teaching you how to squat. I said, he's a world-class athlete. Yeah. He's also an anomaly. He's super specific. He's been on all sorts of shit, and he almost killed himself. And I love it. He's a great guy. He's a top bloke, right? But here's the thing. He didn't teach you to deadlift. I said, right now, what you're doing, if you want to keep deadlifting and you're 16, I said, you're going to fuck your back up. You've already got a bad back. You have, haven't you? Yeah, you have. I know you have because I've seen you walk away from the bar and I've watched you do it. And I said, now, look, this is, 
what you've got. I said, look, and I get it. I said, you want to be big, you want to be jacked, don't you? You want to look good. Yeah, you want to be like a beast, right? No, because you have to get on the language. You have to get on the same level. And people listen. When I was squatting and deadlifting and I'm putting on big numbers when I was doing it, yeah. people listen to you more. It's wrong. Because what if I was a knobhead and I didn't have any clue what I was doing, they'd listen to me purely because of the way I was lifting, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So fortunately, I've got a bit of nouse about me, and then you know you can you can use your clients as examples, or they look at you when you're pumped up and it's wrong, and then they start to listen to the young guys because they go, oh, he, you know, he's strong, he's just, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's wrong. So you got to get on the same level. But you say, guys, look, I get it. I un trust me. I get it. I know what you want, but tell, look, trust me. If yeah. you want to continue doing this and you want to look the way you want to yeah. look. Right now, it's short-lived. There's a guy in there, he's 17, he tells us the other day, he goes, so how's your training going, mate? Oh, not so good. He's already fucking pulled the disc out. He's done a disc, yeah, apparently, yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. I said, mate, you're 17. Yeah, he goes, mate. I know. I said, look. And he goes, I should have listened. I said, mate, it's, it's you're wrong. 17. It's wrong. He's got all bad backs. These guys are all teenagers. Yeah. They're just trying to watch YouTube, deadlift, squat as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them are now taking drugs already. And you're going, lads, you, you're... You're gonna be done by the but, time you're 20, but, man. But this is what's missing, and it's good that you, you guys are doing that in the gym here. Right, we love it. We because help people. when I was training years ago, there was a, a, a gym here uh, on the Gold Coast called Muscle Fitness. Oh yeah, it was down Ferry Road. That would have been the place, man. It was the place to go, <laughs> and um, the, the, they had people there. This is back in the day before you guys would be paying rent and you'd have your clients, right? Yeah, yeah, people. So on the floor, they yeah. would employ someone there. Yeah. And they'd walk the floor and they'd come up to you, oh, you're doing this wrong. That is missing in most gyms today. I, I train at night time, I come home from work, you know, people are like, how do you do that? I don't know. If I don't train, I go nuts. I, I can't train in the morning, so yeah. I'll come home even after last night, I was trained last night. I was in there at 8.30. It's therapy. It is. And you're looking around and honestly, there's people doing stuff wrong. There's no one walking around, no one helping them. And I'm not inclined, because I've done this in the past, I've actually come up to someone and said something. You look like an idiot. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I just sit back and watch for the injury to unfold, and then I can throw a card at them, say, come and see me. I've been watching you over there. Because they don't want to listen. No. And there's, and there's a way to do it, but still, it does help when you've got a shirt on, branded, and you get someone in who is, yeah, you know, who does know what they're doing. But like you said, you, you, some people don't want to know. No. I mean, and sometimes age is a factor as well. You try and tell some of the old blokes, you look at you, go, what do you know, I've been doing yeah, this yeah. longer than you've been alive, and you go, yeah, but yeah. you still look like. But that. it's amazing though when I when I'm in the gym, the, the older people have the form. Well, that's the thing. The old school people often the, do it. The, the young, young guys are trying to deadlift all this weight. <laughs> They, you know, they don't even, even and, and this is another thing where it comes down to anatomy. They don't even the anatomy of it. Like the guy yeah. might be six foot five, he's a string yeah. bean. He's trying to, yeah. he's trying to do a deadlift of the floor, lifting yeah. all this weight. He's rounding his back. He can't even get his hips down there to get it properly. And I'm like, oh, this is bad. This is going in badly. Something that I've started doing, and I'm going to record one in a bit, is I started with these mics doing these little tutorial videos in the gym. Yeah. And I'd throw the mic on, and I'd be like, guys, today we're gonna do deadlifts and just base split it up. And it's like a couple of minutes. Yeah. And the amount of reception that got from people going, shit, I've been training with a guy for years and you've just explained it better than anyone ever has. And the only reason, and that's not to blow smoke up my ass, but, and the reason why is because, and I'll tell, this is a real life story, I'll probably tell you this. I had a master's student, master's, right? So he knows what he's doing. To teach me how to deadlift, I was 16. Yeah. Sorry, I was 17. And I had 60 kilos, never deadlifted. Didn't know, didn't know, didn't know to do deadlifts. Apparently you're gonna do deadlifts, right? 
pull my back out. First go, boom. First go, pull something my back. Sick, uh, 17 years old, I was watching these guys bit older than me doing 180, I felt like a right tip. Cause I was like, fuck, I want to compete with these guys. I can't even do a deadlift. <laughs> so a horse dentist, that's right. A horse dentist, an ex gangster, right? <laughs> At my gym, he used to be Olympic lifting. He'd have, he'd have dress shoes on and I'd go, hey, and you'd think, oh, what the fuck is this fellow doing? Macular form. And I said, oh, I went in after Paul, I've done this. And he goes, oh, I said, um, God. and he goes, oh, I can teach you. Fucking brilliant, all right? Basic stuff, there was a lot more yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But it just shows that someone who was on the tools doing it could articulate it to me in such a way. And what I'm getting at is not always the person with the piece of paper, but just having and being able to distill a complex movement or even something that can look simple into applicable takeaways yeah, yeah. is key. And when you do that, and this is what I was really frustrated um, as as a coach, but also as a trainer, because I had a lot of lack of development, I think a lot of the injuries, because no one was able to communicate that. I, I actively did reach out and I was looking yeah. at YouTube videos and I paid trainers and fortunately I found good ones because yeah. I'm relentless <laughs> finding good people like yourself. And it was finding that information and now I'm, I'm able to, and I'm continually trying to refine it. I'm like, without oversimplifying it, how can I give you, again, the 80-20 or the 20% that gives you 80%? Yeah. And it's just being able to say to people, first of all, understand how the body moves, understand yeah. individuality, is yeah. this how to set it up? And here's the fundamental principles. Here's the actual movement pattern. You break it down, you make it so simple. And people just go, that makes sense. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, there's this specificity within that with different people, but it's just not, and this is always what I'm talking about, Matt, and you just said it, there's no one like on the floor when you come into the gym no. going, look, we're gonna give you one or two free, right? It's part of your gym membership. It'd be an investment for the gym, but I tell you what, it'd be a hell of an investment because you get people yeah, yeah. ending up spending, investing more time just, and money. I just, don't just saying, look, let's just do a basic session. Let me just yeah. teach you how to do a squat pattern, body weight, yeah. deadlift, hip hinge, yeah. isolation, press, pull, whatever it is, yeah. right? Yeah shoulder blade retraction, all this, but, oh fuck mate, how much less injury would you see but and I how much better I results would you get? I don't understand why they're not doing this now, mate. I just, I just don't know why that's happened. It's I started on the gym floor doing that in New Zealand. That's, well, that was compulsory, you had to do yeah, it. Yeah, but, but now, was... but again, they shortcut it, just get them in paid event, so yeah. Yeah, no, it's just, I don't know, it's missing. Big investments. They're, they're missing that, I just, don't, I just don't get it. Yeah, which is a shame. But it is. hopefully there's good people who, uh, you know, yeah. when they are out there. Well, it's great work. that you've got a team here that'll stop and say, hey, you know, you're doing that wrong. I train all, that. Yeah. All, all my coaches and, and where possible, yeah. clients who good. get experience to, at, at some point, hey, if you think yeah. you can help someone, here's the way to do it diplomatically. Yeah, totally. But help people if, especially if it's dangerous. Yeah. If it's not, it's like CPR, you have the right to not, right? Yeah, you yeah, have the yeah, right yeah. to walk away, it's yeah. your health. Yeah, yeah. But if, if I see someone doing like red flag, I'm fuck, I'm gonna help them because yeah. I'm obligated as yeah, a trainer. Totally. If I'm turning a blind eye to that, I gotta be, mm, I'm not sleeping well at night. I gotta be going, look, no. look, even if they have a go at me, I just said, look, due diligence, at least I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna really hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had to sell one of the envelopes one day. He was looking at me, he looked at me, he's putting the weight on, he, tr he had 180 on the bar. He could. He barely deadlifted, I think it was 120, and then he tried 140. I think he barely got it up with a rounded back. And he looked at me and he looked at the bar and I was looking at him with my client and I just went, and he sort of went down and he pulled it, went for going, and he, oh, he tried to give up and I just looked at him and went, don't. And he went, what do you mean? I said, well, do you think you're gonna lift that? And he goes, 
no. I said, had that last one feel? He goes, not good. I said, mate, I said, trust me. I said, not, <laughs> I don't under, not why I'm here, you're going to hurt yourself. I, I don't said, understand. Your time will come. But right now, there's no way yeah. with that technique that your mass can overcome that load I effectively. Understand. I just don't understand why you'd even try that. I just. It was just in his front of his mates and all videoing him. I'm like, you're going to video your mate pulling his back out. Yeah. But it was to the point where it was so heavy, he was never even going to move it. Yeah. So it was almost like it was that heavy, it was safe because he was never going to yeah, okay. get it off I, the ground. I just think, I just think but I just thought, what is going on in your head? Yeah, but yeah. poor bastard, but they're doing it and I'm not here all the time to save that. Yeah, I just think, yeah. You know, so <laughs> you, you can only try, but again, a lot, a lot of takeaways there for people. Yeah. But before we wrap up, I've got some rapid fire questions. I like to ask all my guests, they're a bit more fun. Sure. Lighthearted before, sure. before the last couple. Sure. Um, the, before we get into them, the, the one thing I would say is, in, in theme with what we've been talking about, if you had to offer any advice for people listening to improve their health based on your knowledge that people could do every day, could be you know getting up, standing up better, whatever it is, just basic things, and I know there's a lot to it, what's the one thing that you think that can add to people's health that they can sort of go, hey, you know what, based on what you see with a lot of people? I just think people need to move more. There is a lot of static, mm. a lot of sedentary, people don't exercise as much, people's diets are crap, there's too much sugar. Um, but the big, like, if I see people come to see me, the ones that have the most problems are the ones that are just couch potatoes and don't do any exercise whatsoever. I'm like, for God's sake, just get out and start moving. Yeah. The human body's not designed to sit. No. Right, and this, this is the problem. This is why we've got a back epidemic. People sitting on their butts. We are going to have, if we're almost not there now, a neck pain degeneration epidemic with the use of these oh, people mobile devices. Like that, Mate, I'm, I'm seeing young kids and they've got their head down and, and the parents are here. Have, take, this is, the, this is the babysitter, here you go. And I just don't think they realise that they're causing a problem 20 years down the track. Yes, absolutely. That is going to be a big problem. So try and limit. I know it's a pain. Lift it up. Yeah. Have it there in front of you on the table or something. This, this is not good. No. My neck gets sore from that. And I'm doing posts sometimes. I'm like, hang on a minute. It's not good. So, And you can get these desk things now. You can put your phone on. But... I think you need to change some of that stuff. Mm. I think people need to move more. Absolutely. People need to reduce the amount of sugar that's in their diet. Um, I mean, you know, this, this is all this vision of alcohol intake. I mean, smoking to me is just out. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand why you'd be sucking something down. It's so like four, four, four point, yeah. four point six. I mean, if you want to end your life quicker or, de- well, or like take yeah, away 63 from 63 chemicals in a cigarette that cause cancer. Why yeah. are you going to suck that down? I don't understand. Well. So, um, you know, I, I just think people need to be conscious of what they're putting in their mouths and, uh, and they need to move more. Mm. The, the biggest thing is movement. I, I just can't get these people are just sedentary and they have all these problems. And then the sugar intake and, and the next minute they've got diabetes and then they've got neuropathy and, and then their heart's not good. And this, I mean, they need to move more. And it all comes down to basics. And that's the irony. Sometimes <laughs> it's not what you're doing, it's what you're not doing. Um, I always recite or use a neighbour as an example in New Zealand who was in his 80s on his own teeth and everything, he was all there. 
And I look back now with more hindsight, and I'm sure that this will continue to do so, but you look at the people who live the longest, but you look at what they do. They always move, they eat fairly well, they've got a bit of balance, yeah. right? They spend time with people, they give back. Yeah. They have all of these elements like physical, mental, you know, audible, yeah. they're reading. Yeah. It's like they have these, and, it, and it's not magic, but it's the combination of consistency and nothing extreme over time, no, exactly. which prolongs Look, I'm not, I'm not saying I don't, don't ever drink alcohol. No, 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 no that's you, what I, I mean. mean you, but you've got to have a balance, like you said. Like, you know, if you're going to have a drink once a week, yeah, great. But, you know, yeah. that's good, but don't. Don't have it that you rot yourself off every weekend. I mean, that's Correct. binge drinking, but everything in moderation, definitely. Well, that's the thing. It's, it comes and down to balance. And you've also got to stimulate your brain. Yeah. If you don't you know, use it, you lose it. That's right. I mean, you've got to stimulate your brain. So, um, you know, sitting on your phone all day, um, sitting around doing nothing, things are going to go bad. Things are going to get bad really quick. Oh, yeah. And, and the other thing I, I see with people too, if you think you've got something going on, do something about it. Actively, yeah. Don't wait until this thing you might have is about to kill you, or oh, well, you can't use your arm, or you can't use your leg. Like if you think there's something going on, go and get some treatment for it, and see the right people. You know, so um, it's just it's just crazy how many people I see come in and I say, oh, I say I say to someone, how long you had this for? You know, one one year I had this guy. So I've had this for fifteen years. Never what done the? anything about it. I'm not looking at you going, you know, do I smack you over the head? <laughs> Seriously? Was that going to help? No, that was for being a prick. You know, but anyway, no. <laughs> I mean, 15 years you've been putting up with this. I mean, you know, get, get go and do something about it. If it's not, look, if it's not getting better, yeah. go and get something done about it and find the right person. Don't go to the person that's going to see you six times a week, uh, six, for six weeks, three times a week, and not getting any better. You need to get down to the root of what's going on. You know, stop wasting your money with that person. Go and find someone that's going to give you some answers very quickly. Yes. You know, that, that, that's, that's what I think anyway. That's, what... that's Mate, that's bang on. I think that couldn't be a better way to kind of summarise that, you know. Totally. I completely concur. And if anyone takes anything out of this podcast, that should be one of the main oh, things. You know? Totally. Don't fuck around. Nice. Prevention's better than cure. Exactly. And Just find the right people. Exactly. Get it done. Because and, like and, you said, and if you're seeing someone and you're going back and you're going back and nothing's changing, you need to move on. That, that person is not helping you. Definition of insanity. Doing the same thing, <laughs> expecting a different result. No, but people, I mean, people go, they laugh and they go, yeah, but you've done it. And they go, yeah. oh, yeah. And I'm like, well, fucking think. Look, critical thinking. Yeah, it's, We've lost it's, it. it's, it's crazy. Well, they come into me and they say, oh, I've seen, been seeing this person for this long. And I'm like, for the same thing, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm like, I just don't get it. Like, mm. you know, it it, it seems nonsensical from, from your perspective. At well, that well, particularly if you, if you get them right fairly quickly and you, you know, you know, they're thinking, shit, I'm just going to spend all this money and this guy's fixed me in like two weeks. I think it's a lesson for them. It's an expensive one, but nonetheless, a lesson oh, learned, yeah, hopefully. Totally, totally. You can apply that to everything in life. Oh, totally, well. yeah. So. Rapid fire questions, my friend. Okay, let's go. First one, if you could choose a superpower, what would it be and why? You can uh, make it fly. up. Fly. That is the number one. I would love to fly. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, and I imagine at the minute that would be handy, wouldn't it? Really? Yeah, it'd be... <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> going to the old Bahamas, actually. <laughs> if you want to come, that would be really good. Close your yeah, eyes. You bypass any of the airport security and uh, Korean testing and just go. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That would definitely be flying. Very, very handy indeed. That's for sure. It'd be great, especially yeah. at this time definitely. in this era. Second one would be if you could have dinner with everyone, anyone. 
that you wanted, dead or alive, you can choose up to three people. Who would you choose? Three people. Yeah. To, to sit down with. And again, this is now off the top of your head, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll think about this later, no, no. and there'll be more people. No. Bruce, oh, Bruce Lee. Or Beauty. The Rock. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, third one. Probably Shokasugi. He's a, he was a ninja actor back in the 80s, too. Oh, yeah, I see. Massive hero. There's a theme here. Yeah. There's yeah, a theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, definitely those guys. Yeah. Yeah. They inspire you. There's probably another, there'd probably be oh, another yeah. 15, but. Off the top of my head, they, they're the ones that come to mind. Yeah, definitely. You, you, they inspire you, the people who have impacted big time, your life. Big yeah. time. I mean, I watched Bruce Lee when I was younger, Great. and that was it. And then, you know, I watched uh, Revenge of the Ninja back in the early 80s and uh, was way too young to see it because it was a rated R movie, but saw it, and that was the end of it. Mm. Off in the martial arts, full on ninja boom. And then The Rock, I just find him uh, massively inspirational. And the guy has legitimately got a, a big heart. You know, I see him on Instagram with the people that are sick. And yeah, yeah, okay, he's the biggest paid actor in the world. To me, that doesn't mean shit to me. Mm. He's got a big heart. Yeah. You know, so, and to me, that's great. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, he's a good guy. But they're all legends. In they their are. Own right. They are. That's for sure. This one's a little bit more controversial. Ooh. If you could choose to be immortal, would you? Would you, would you go, would you be immortal? Would you take that blue pill or would you stay I would be. as the red pill? No, I would be. Yeah, I'd you, be a, you'd yeah, go immortal? Yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah. Why, in well, your opinion? Can you imagine? I mean, I'm with you. you. you I, I'm, 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 you have to sell it to me. I'm very much that I Do would Do you imagine be. how many people I could help? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? We've got a lot of work to do. Let's start with Australia. <laughs> yeah. New Zealand. 25 years. I, yeah. I think, you know, watching a couple of these uh, Twilight movies with well, my wife If you could fly and that, as well. You'd and, oh, I know. Watching some of these Twilight movies with my wife oh, and, the, and these, you know, these Twilight movies don't die. That would be hard, though. To, to love someone and, and you're outliving them, they're gone, and you continue. I mean, that... There's pros but, uh, and cons to it, isn't there? There is pros and cons, but uh, I look at the situation as how many people could I help yeah, doing what it. I'm doing? be fantastic. Mm. Absolutely. You know, so, uh, and then, you know, you're not going to die, so uh, it'd be fantastic. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. I think there's just so much to explore. And there's so much to unpack with that question as well. That It really does elicit and open up a whole it opens up a huge network thing. of questions. But um, it opens up a huge opportunity of stuff to do. Oh, it's just, you yeah. imagine, I mean, why you, would you, you not? you imagine really? your life experiences? Yeah. Oh, I might go and live in that country for 10 years. Or twenty years or that. You'd just be an absolute <laughs> encyclopedia of knowledge. Oh, it, as long you know, assuming you're a good person, like, yeah, like yeah. you are, you know, it's, it's obviously it's like power is dangerous in the wrong hands, but yeah, yeah it does. It's a very yeah, um, it's fantastic. a very romantic idea, isn't it? Be fantastic. Mm. My last question, which is a bit more serious in nature, it's one I ask all my guests, which is can you identify a fear that you've had in your life? It can be big, it can be small, it can be current, it can be past that you've had, what it was and what you've learned, or if you are continuing to face this, what you're learning from it? Uh, well, 2012, I had the stroke. Mm -hmm. That yeah, was... Uh, All right, we're on low power. Fine. That was uh, huge for me. Mm. And that, that makes you stop and, and realise what's important in life. It's a very sobering experience, I imagine. Massive. And I'm lucky enough to have fought back and 
a lot of people don't even know I've had one. They look at me and tell me, like, what? Yeah. So, um, but that basically has changed me in, in the way of, you know, people, you know, you've got some little problem you're worried about, like, seriously? you got to let that go. There's bigger things to worry about or, you know, really in the aspects of, of, of how important you're worried about that thing. Really, there's other things going on you need to worry about. You know, you, unfortunately, you see those people that just whinge about something and they've got something to whinge about. Like, you've got nothing to whinge about, really. Perspective. Perspective. So uh, I think, I think that's, that's really opened up a lot of things to me. Um, and it just also makes you realise how vulnerable you are. Mm. You know, before I had that, I was unbreakable. You know, you go through life, you think, oh, I'm, in, I'm just, nothing can hurt me, nothing. Mm. And then you have this event where I had to literally learn to walk again. And let me tell you, that is not an easy thing to do. I remember you telling people me about take, the physio, take, People take walking for granted. It's a fucking complex thing. And right? here you are, back, back set back to when you were one years old trying to walk again and it is an absolute mind fuck humbling comes to mind but it's also a mind fuck yeah. when you're going i know how this works i know how this works and then all of a sudden you can't do it it is a fucking mind fuck so you're like it's almost laughable isn't it and you had you're like how the yeah, fuck yeah, is this you're thinking about it and, and coming from my, my my perspective too with well, i've done all this study and I've done the nervous system and then you have a massive appreciation for the unfortunately the wrong wrong aspect of shit this is so complex I mean I couldn't even whistle Jesus you know I'm, I'm lucky I I uh and you've had a full recovery from oh pretty much yeah 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 I've got something you, you wouldn't even know I had like I might, I might get a little tremor if I if I try to hold a nail, but I've got past that, I use a, use a uh, pair of pliers so I don't bust my hand. Uh, but just little stuff like that, yeah, but yeah. that's it. Mind you, yeah. And then, you know, I suppose, probably a little bit of fatigue, but I, I try and punch past that. Um, probably not as coordinated as I was, because it would affect my cerebellum. Yeah. So all that stuff, the balance and stuff, but all that came back and I'm, I'm, I'm confident, uh, you know, I wouldn't even get up a ladder. Like vestibular as well, you find you don't get dizzy and all no, that No, no, uh, certain aspects, but, not, not terrible, not yeah. terrible. I get my head and I'm looking under a bed looking, trying to clean the kids' toys up or something. Might get dizzy for a split second, but no, That's nothing good. like that. That's so, uh, amazing, but um, it's just amazing just knowing you take all this stuff for granted and when it's taken away from you, like I remember going to neurologist, he goes, I go, um, I'm just trying to run around the backyard. Why the, why, why the fuck you want to run? I go, well, I'm not a runner. Never have been, but when someone takes something away from you, you want to do it. You want to do it. Fuck yeah. And I'm, I'm lucky I, I knew the nervous system so well what I had to do because when I went to rehab, they, they had me pulling therabands of the wall and I said to the physio, I said, what the fuck am I doing this for? I need to be on a balance beam. I need to be bouncing balls and catching balls <laughs> and doing, you know, doing uh, coordination. Yeah. And I said, you need to get me in that pool as quickly as possible so I can do that one leg standing exercise in, in the water so I know I wouldn't fall over yeah, yeah, yeah. to get my balance back. Like, and, and once I started doing that, they're like, shit, Matt knows what he's talking about. Oh, I fucking know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, the, the thing and, that surprised me about this when you were telling me is that you were orchestrating your own rehab in the with end, the, <laughs> telling them how to rehab well, in you. The end, in what the, end the fuck was. is all that about? Well, in the end, I was. Because I, yeah, I said to the girl, and she's a lovely girl she was, and I'm like, for someone that 
as a physio, and this is no disrespect to the physios, yeah, yeah, but sure. you're, in a, you're in a neurological rehab s section, you should be saying, okay, Matt's had a stroke, it's affected his cerebellum, we need to look at his coordination and his balance. Not doing TheraBand. No, I could, I could fuck all. Give me a 15 kilo dumbbell, I could still curl it. Yeah. But it's... It, could you talk at this point? No. Well, I could, but not really good. Now, the, the cerebellum, it affected my... Not the coordination of the muscles of my vocal cords. So, yeah, I had to have speech therapy and everything. That must have been fucking scary. The whole man. thing was fucking scary. Man. That would have been like, mate, that's, that's like you get a lottery ticket. Like, you just, man, you must have such an appreciation for life because when it's all taken away, oh, and I, you're in your head and you're thinking, fuck. <laughs> and yeah, then they, you slow, it comes back and you're like, Oh, mate, it was fucking crazy. I was 38 years old. I knew what was happening when I had it too. Yeah. And I'm thinking, hang on, what the fuck? I'm 38. I'm having a stroke here. Yeah. You know? But, you so know. What caused it, I had a hole in the heart. I had a, what they call a pain from the valley. And anyway, uh, Dr. Ross Sharp, he yeah, plugged it up and away I went. But, uh, yeah, look, just appreciation of, of, of people take things for granted. You've got to enjoy what you're doing. You've got to enjoy it. Because someone takes it away from you. And it's just... That quick. Split second. That quick. Absolute split second. I had no warning. No warning. So cholesterol so was normal. In. Blood pressure was normal. You know, I'd go to the hospital at Pindara there like, fuck, what's wrong with this bloke? Yeah. Why is he here? You know, and I knew what was going on and, you know, unfortunately, there was a bit of fucking around the hospital there and uh, I honestly thought I'm fucked. You know, they didn't even have an MRI in Pindara at the time and I had to go down to John Flynn. I'm sitting on the gurney there. I'll get him in this afternoon. I thought, fuck, I'm, I'm dead. I was on. I actually had myself dead. I said, fuck. You know? So, yeah, just, uh, it's amazing. But I, I, I was determined to get back. That's ultimately And that was what the thing, is. you know, I had to be in the hospital there and the physio, like, hey! Not calling out to the talk. When you get me on one of those fucking walkers? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. So, I just pushed him. I remember you were telling me. And then you got me on the standing there, walking down the hallway, and I go, fuck this thing, I want to get one of those little wheelie walkers, and we're doing that. And then I said, no, nah, piss that off. Just give me a, give me a shoulder. I'm, we're walking up the hallway. So I just, you know, I'm in a ward with all these 70, 80 years old, and I'm the youngest guy in there, I'm 38, and I'm like, oh, fucking get me out of here. You know, so. Uh, that, you know? Yeah, no, it's, uh, you, you've just, you've just got to, you can't give up. You've got to keep going, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, that is super inspiring. I remember you telling me some of those chapters. Oh. It's, oh. yeah, as I said before, humbling, sobering, and uh, I tried to forget about it, but awakening. Uh, I don't yeah. mind. I don't mind sharing some of the experiences, and I could go on and on. But uh, but I think though that that's good though. It, to have that is, it, you know, I wouldn't wish it on anyone, but it's invaluable because you've got a pa the power of empathy is huge to be able to help people rehabilitate. You can really connect with someone and go, hey, look, I have been through this. Oh, totally. And you, then you can then go, well, I know what you're going through. Totally. From not even the psychological, the physiological, but then that is just a constantly daily dose yeah. of reality just to make sure that you are always oh, never taking shit for granted again. No, because totally. when you go through something like that, it changes you, man. Oh, fully. It fully. changes you. Absolutely. Mate, I appreciate it. It's, it's been pleasure. a cracker. Thank awesome. you for joining Thank me. Thank you. Thank you for sharing some of happy, your wisdom. Happy to, happy to be here. Mate, pleasure. And uh, for people watching as well, I hope you've enjoyed this, taking some golden nuggets away. And, and as ever, Matt, you know, for people who want to connect with you, where are, and I will put all these links in the show notes and the description. Oh, I'm at Hope Island, Hope Island Chiropractic Centre at Hope Island there. Yep. Um, yeah, if you need to 
see me, come and yeah. Yeah, any any. I know you're not massive on social, but social handles, any web websites. Oh uh, yeah, website www.hopeonchiropractic.com.au yeah. on mm -hmm. Instagram, Hope on Chiropractic. Um, yeah, done. Done. Easy. That's all you need, guys. And I'll, again, I'll put these links for if you're listening and watching in the show notes. So I can concur. Matt is the man. You need to go see this fella. There's something not quite right. Reach out. You'll be well and truly looked after. Be happy after. to help. And if I can't help you, I'll find someone that can. There you go. Yeah, totally. from, the, from the man himself. Guys, I will ask one last thing. As ever, if you like the episode, make sure to share it with someone who you feel that would get a lot of value out of this like comment if you've got anything positive or if you want to see anything specifically or if you've got a question for myself or matt let us know we will get back to you and of course make sure to leave a rating and a review it's a small task thank you for those who've already done it it's a little bit of your time but it helps the channel grow and ultimately it helps fulfill our mission of helping more and more people so until next time guys as ever stay fearless Quick message for those of you who are confused, frustrated, and sick and tired of not seeing the results that you want or deserve. Make sure that you click the apply for coaching button in the description below and line up a completely free consultation with myself where we can discover if it's a good fit as client and coach and take your health and physique to the next level once and for all.